God didn't create all these different variations and feelings and tongues and stuff just for you to just enjoy one thing. God was like, bro, get after it. Like, listen, that's your boo. And that's you do you. I ain't even tripping. All right. This, this high in the God ordained in the God ordained, which is marriage, husband and wife. Okay. Flip that thing. Sit that thing. You're not going to talk about my savior like that. No, nah, that God would God. If he, I mean, he must've said, thus thou flippest thou thing. <laughs> Please throw us that thing in a circle. It unto thee you of the joyfulness are so disrespectful. Make a joyful noise unto that thing. Okay. All the earth. Amen. But he wouldn't have give us all those. You know how many uh, pleasure sensors are in a peen? That's tr- And true. a clitoris. Which so many. So purpose yeah. of feeling right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Love Hour podcast. I am your host, Miss Kev on stage, and I'm here with my husband. And co-host. And co-host. The Kev on stage. The Kev on stage. Kevin. Why do I have sunglasses on? Yes, please do tell. I'm going to tell you because okay. our future is bright right oh. now. Oh. You want to know what happened? What happened? We balling right now on the love hour are we had a conference call with some advertisers they're interested in sponsoring the podcast okay. and you know why why is that because it's in the top 200 of all apple podcasts all the podcasts available are in the top 200 how do you spell podcast two s's okay okay and then it's number 18 on the health and relationship category that is so phenomenal number 18 there's only 17 above us that's phenomenal okay we now that our podcast can vote it can join the army it can smoke cigarettes we are a fully adult here our podcast is an adult and we i I ain't gonna lie i'm super like proud and confident i didn't know we were gonna rank this high this This early and the reason why we did is because y'all have been listening thank you guys so much subscribing and rating, rating and commenting, commenting on the podcast. That's what really bumped us up is the amount of y'all who have rated us and commented five stars and all the comments. So continue. We told y'all if you want to support, there's monetary ways. And if you don't have no money or you don't want to spend it, just just rate the podcast. Absolutely. Share with it. Tell a friend. Tell somebody to download, subscribe. That stuff means the world to us. And that's how it you really continue does. to have the podcast. We are getting feed. the attention of people and it is because of you. So thank you guys so much. So keep that same energy every week. Okay. Uh, okay. Just can listen. you vote up for the same podcast every week? No, you can. But you but can. But what you vote? You want, can comment. Download. Just download and oh, share listen, with your friends. Gotcha. You can always do that as much as you want. And when you tell somebody else about it, tell them to like, rate, and subscribe, and all that stuff. If they like us. No, I don't care if you like us or not. Lie to us. Get the people to to know about us. Yeah, but I don't want your one star rating. Email no, me. No, no, not one pop- star. That's what I'm saying. Lie and say five star greatest podcast ever. Oh, but in your heart of hearts, that way. Yeah, you don't care how you feel about it. In your heart of hearts, you get that five star. And don't get you the do five star. If you got something to say, ain't positive. Email me. We gonna fix it. We, we fix the sound, huh? Up. We did spend some money on that. You feel me? Okay. Just wanted to say that. Well, thank you guys so much again for that. We are greatly and overwhelmingly appreciative. We are very much happy we are very much happy all right so moving right into our this or that segment okay the question is do you floss first or brush first okay so you're assuming i floss hello all the time i know you do okay but all the time okay but don't talk about that just answer the question no i'm gonna be we ain't come on here to lie in the event that you are flossing (laughs) which one do you do first i always floss first because you floss and then you brush and then the brush is like the polish. Okay. The floss is in there to get into the nitty gritty of your teeth. I concur. And then you're like, oh, because sometimes I floss without even brushing like popcorn. So do I. There are like times that. where you should just floss. Yeah. Like I got, I got a situation I got to handle. Do you think flossing is more important than brushing? 
No. You need both? You need both. If well, I can no, only no, no, do no, one no. or I'm sorry, not not obviously you need both. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, yeah, if you can only do one or the other, which I'd would brush. you? Because at least, you know, I know uh, flossing is important for gum health. Yes. But breath health. Hello? Need that. That's going to have you, a, that's going to give you a bad rep. Okay, in the street. I concur with However, that. However, if you have really bad gum, then your breath is going to be affected either way. But I feel like more people brush consistently than brush and floss. Because you got to remind oh, people yes. to floss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. So if I only had the choice to do one. You're going to brush. Okay, but now here's another one before we get to you. If you could only brush or wear deodorant, what would you choose? You ain't never, you ain't never had this thought cross your mind? No, I don't even. I, you want to know my answer? I would. I would <laughs> really rush and move to a place that is not hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tell you what I do. I'd wear deodorant. I'm gonna tell you why. Why? Because you can eat food Gum, and covered. That's what I thought too. Mints. But the only candy. thing is that's it'll wear off. I always wear off, but musty? I know. And the thing is, I sweat so easily. Musty is that have people feeling the But there are people who don't wear deodorant and don't stink. No, they just think they don't stink. Hello? Okay, everybody else around is like, I don't know who told them they don't stink because they're lying. Like Matthew McConaughey doesn't wear deodorant. You don't he'd just be having lo- Oh, come on. Full grown man? Yeah, I don't want to hear it. I yeah, s- I might change my answer only because I am a sweater. Yeah. And I would be the one that would be like, ooh, girl, you <laughs> should do better. <laughs> ooh. ooh. And, and must, child, you, because you walk in a room and that's immediate. And I feel like must goes much farther than breath. Breath, you got to be within like, Man, okay, but somebody's musty. You walk in a room, and be like, bro, somebody musty in yeah, it's here. Yes, true. That onion. Nobody's you. ever said, hey, somebody's breath stinks in here. You keep your mouth closed. Mm-hmm. Just text me. We're standing there. Just text me. I got a situation. But musty. We used to work with a dude who didn't wear deodorant, had the nerve to cut all the sleeves off of his shirt. That's what I'm talking about. That like I. Uh, and he was he was the you know the dusty kid on the Charlie Brown. Yes. Uh, he was him, and who, we. And people, it's his name. Uh, I don't remember his name. No. Linus played the piano. I was going to say that, but then I was like, I don't think His name is him. Musty Matt. Okay. Okay. People went to HR on this dude. And he was like, oh, y'all are just cruel. No, no. You have to understand. Grown man, no shower, no deodorant. He didn't take a shower? He didn't believe in it. He, he didn't, didn't believe, believe in a shower or, or deodorant. deodorant? Oh, he's got to go. Yeah. And we were just like, fam. Oh, you got to go. You can't not do both. You got to do one or the other. Yeah, you got to at least shower. And I didn't think about that. If you do live in a cold climate, like if you live in like Siberia. If it's pro- cold, you're probably not working up a sweat. Vermont probably never yeah, gets that so hot. so it's probably fine. But, but you don't like, have to be sweaty to be musty. But it helps if you're not sweating. No, no, yeah, and it's more. That's true, actually. But it's more worked up when you sweat. Yeah. And I guess you could wear like Nike Under Armour dry fit to keep the must locked if you had to keep your breath. But then if you don't have no fresh breath, you cannot even kiss. That just made me gag. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> okay, so my, I would, um, I mean, I floss first. Oh, I feel yeah. like you have to floss, rent, and then brush. Yes. It's a whole thing. Okay. It's a whole scenario. Okay. Ooh, what's that? What's my Send scenario? us your this or that. Send us your this or that. I have some really crazy ones. Yes. Um, and where should they send stuff to, including this or that and questions about the podcast and all that? If you have questions, topics or feedback, 
um, feel free to email us at loveourpodcast at kevonstage.com, which it's every letter of the alphabet, but child, that's what it is. <laughs> loveourpodcast at kevonstage.com. Boom. Oh, Boom. before we move on, um, I am finished with my book, which was Becoming by Michelle Obama. I finished that. Actually, I finished that like right when we first started the podcast. I was on like the tail end of it. Mm -hmm. So I just started a new book um, that was recommended on a marriage podcast I was listening to. And it is Sex, Jesus and the Conversations the Church Forgot mm -hmm. by Mo Isom. I'm assuming that's how you say this. Um, I haven't even cracked it open. It just arrived yesterday. This is what it looks like. And um, I'm super excited to read it just based off the title alone. Um, I'm like super excited to read it because I think I'm hoping that it'll touch on like the purity movement mm -hmm. and um, how that was kind of not kind of it was detrimental um, in some respects really? to young people. Absolutely. Detrimental. I would That's absolutely a heavy say, word to associate I would, with the purity movement. I would say that the purity movement did not have a balanced approach to sex. Oh, no. And that is unhealthy right. and therefore detrimental because the intent is for you to stay pure until you are married. Mm -hmm. But once you are married, you can't just do away with all of that yeah, negativity that was associated I with sex. I want Freak Nick 96. Yeah, and so then you go round. into these um, relationships expecting to be like free and like in this God ordained scenario, in which God says you can have sex, but your mindset hasn't caught up to your vows. Right. So that's a difficult transition. And that's what I'm hoping they talk about. But we'll, we shall see. And I'll give my feedback and thoughts on it as I read. They have to talk about it because otherwise they're going to be sex. Jesus in the conversation the church forgot about. And I also forgot about it. <laughs> but they also could not be talking about the purity movement. It could be I talking know. about something totally different. But they got volume two. I forgot this. And they all, we all forgot. Okay. Y'all must have forgot. Roy Jones. Okay. Um, last thing before we go into um, the topic. So... Tamala and David Mann dropped an album <laughs> Yes, uh, titled Us Against the World. Mm -hmm. Have you had an opportunity to listen to it? I, I, I scanned, through, I downloaded it so we could listen together. I scanned a couple of songs. Okay, so but... I listened to the entire album. Did you? Yeah. When? On the way home from my hair uh, stylist. Oh, okay. From my beautician. And what were your thoughts? So, um, a couple things. Before I drill down to the album itself, mm -hmm. I want to make known that I am always here for a Christian couple making music that is love. I love you. You love me. We're one big happy family. Um, whether that genre is considered to be R and B. Right. Uh, I believe that gospel music, I believe that the gospel period is about the good news which is the message that you bring mm -hmm. and not necessarily about the the beat behind it right so um i don't have a problem at all with a married couple of however many years and like three four five kids how many kids they got coming together and saying <laughs> that we are married we love each other 
we have beautiful voices because Tamla Mann's voice is Man. just amazing. And David Mann ain't no slouch. No, absolutely not. And using their voice to um, to say I love you mm-hmm. and recording that for the world to see or the world to hear. I saw on social media where they were talking about, and we actually have a group chat in, or Actually, I don't know if that I may have read this, but I actually concur because I had the same thought I was was listening to the album. I don't consider this album sex music. Mm -hmm. I don't consider this album love making music. I consider this album really to me. It was a love song to each a love. I love you type album Mm -hmm. to each other. And that's it. I I think it's absolutely. Yeah. There was nothing on the you under smash too. No, nothing on there. No. Meet me at the altar in your white thong. Absolutely not. That, nope. It wasn't to me. It just wasn't that type of the album. songs that Which, I heard too. I didn't. I didn't get that vibe. It was yeah. more like you know major. This yes. Is why I love exactly. You. Ooh, in fact, I was like, this is like Anita Baker ish. Like you can totally tell that they're saved still, yeah. like by the lyrics, and it wasn't like super raunchy. It wasn't even like R and B ish, like like that. Right. It it is R and B, but it's not like a groovy like. Ooh, I want to grind R and B. Grind on me. It was like a vibe R and B all the way to Galilee. That was pretty good. (laughs) But you know what I mean. Yeah, I think they got slammed immediately before people could even hear the album. I agree. People want to categorize like gospel is gospel, R and B and R and B. I mean, but Fred's made a love song album. DJ Cadiz made some love song. T.D. Jakes, Lady I Love Her Not Lord. He was the original. Oh, yes. Um, you know, uh, and so they're just one of, of many. many. But man, listen, ain't nobody trying to smash to Shirley Caesar music. No, and that's the Mighty thing. Mighty Clouds like, of Joy. No. I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I don't have a problem with it. I don't either. Um, I mean, so, I made my video because that's what I do. You did. But I made that before I even listened to the album. <laughs> just, yeah. just like, I just feel like when you're making, when you are Christian and saved, it's hard for you to be as, as nasty as people want their, I want to make love to this music. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to get in that place and be like, oh, that's not gospel. That's not the Lord make you happy. And you're talking about that. Y'all got to understand. If y'all, if, if the Song of Solomon was written in plain English, Facts. that'd be the nastiest R&B album out. You'd be like, yo, Saul was out here. Facts. If you translate what Garden meant back then, he ain't talking about picking flowers the way y'all think he's talking about. Amen. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Oh, come on, somebody. Read it in the message verse. That boy, Solly, was out here with a, a hundred concubines. <coughs> what? Throw that thing in a prayer circle is what Hello? he said. So just understand that. Um, that's what I always think about. When we people talk about sex, right, and... You know, especially with the way I grew up, it was like missionary style only type of At thing. At least you got that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, my mom, it was more my family, <laughs> but God didn't create all these different variations and feelings and tongues and stuff just for you to just enjoy one thing. God was like, bro, get after it. Like, listen, listen that's your boo and that's you. Do you? I ain't even tripping. All right. This, this high. In the God, God ordained. In the God ordained. Which is marriage. Husband and wife. Okay. Flip that thing, sit that thing. You're not gonna talk about my savior like that. No, nah, that God would God if he. I mean, he must have said, "Thus thou flippest thou thing." <laughs> Please throw us that thing in a circle it unto thee of the joyfulness. Are so disrespectful. Make a joyful noise unto that thing. Okay. All the earth, amen. But he wouldn't have give us all those. You know how many uh, pleasure sensors are in a peen? That's tr- and true. a clitoris, which so many. Purpose. So purpose yeah. of feeling right. It's pleasure. God was like, look, man, y'all going to have to deal with rain and 
heat and have to go to work, the least I can do the least is give you all the pleasure principle. Oh, oh, all up in that centered area. Is this making you uncomfortable? No. Okay, good. All right. You just kept going. And I'm just I wasn't saying, quite sure get creative. Why. That's the, this is the thing. Are you going to answer the question? Though? What was the question? I'm so lost in my own jokes that I forgot what exactly. we were talking about. That's all I'm saying is that you're just <laughs> off and I'm just trying to bring us back in because this is, it's going to lead us to Mr. the topic, Brown? but it is not the topic. What, what was the question? Yes. What did you think about the album? I liked it. I thought it was, to. I, I thought before, I, well, let me say that. I, I, I still like it. I think, I, first of all, I like them and that's the you know mm-hmm. best part. Um, a lot of nice songs, a lot of nice writing, production, all that type of stuff. What I was expecting, and it was only because of social media. Right. It was being positioned as an R&B gospel Like album. it was going to be some bump and grind R. Kelly type. Yeah. And it wasn't that But it's at all. more like if R. Kelly makes like that type of R&B, her and Daniel Caesar, mm-hmm. there's this like, not as like sex making music, but love songs right. type thing. So I, I would equate it more to like her... Uh, Daniel Caesar, Major, Major absolutely. you know, uh, like uh, Jasmine Sullivan. I wouldn't say it's Jill Scott performing the no. um, air. Absolutely. No. Uh, but um, but Jill Scott's um, a lot, actually a lot of her songs from what that I hear feel. have that it, that feel like music. So child. Yes. That, it was kind of like and music. Honestly, Soulchild. that's what I thought immediately. Yeah. There was one song in particular and I was like, this sounds very music. So child to me. So I was completely here for it. The album itself um, there are two songs that were like my actual like favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, one was Ups and Downs and the other one's the title track, which is Us Against the World. Yeah. I really, did you like any songs? Mason Jar. It's just funny to have a song. Oh, I was Jar. like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> um, the um, Ups and Downs song, I actually, it had a really nice like vibe to it and yeah. I actually really really liked the lyrics okay a lot and then the us against the world i don't actually remember the lyrics on that one but i do remember that i just was in the car like okay this is i like this Mm -hmm. um those were the two songs to me that were like standout songs that i would like play over and over again but as a whole i am not against a christian couple doing something like this no i'm not because the thing is i'm not for us having to listen to people making gospel songs about God's greatness. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to have sex to your, to music right? there and, and you don't want to have to listen to Chris Brown or R Kelly, there's there for, for now, there's no like in between, right? You know, so, cause there's a lot of Christians who don't feel comfortable listening to any secular music, you know, what I mean? period. at all, like period. Even her, her period point blank. So, um, and that's what TD Jakes, the lady, our love and our Lord, like came through. Like if you, you know, and, and I'm not like making fun of you, that's okay. If you, you know, don't feel that comfortable, but I don't think you should have to listen to uh hold my mule. Right. Well, that's know. going to kill the mood, yeah. but also Down this, is, the, this is the other thing that I actually think, which will segue into our um, topic just a little bit. And that is that as a whole, I feel like we in the Christian community, um, we don't acknowledge okay so we say that sex is ordained under marriage mm-hmm. god has ordained that space but then we ignore sex what do you does mean? that make sense like we like christians shouldn't this is a married couple right so that's ordained by god mm-hmm. they can have sex under this god ordained relationship right but don't talk about it at all i don't think did you see a lot of that 
Yes. Did you read the comments on the shade room? No. They're supposed to be Christian. I actually. Oh, I, I saw more comments. I didn't see any of that. Oh, I saw a lot of that. And were those from Christians? Do you think? Yes. And the non-Christians are the ones telling them usually, or maybe more progressive Christians, someone like myself that are in the comments saying, y'all got to chill out. Like that's not okay. But there was literally someone on my Facebook um, friend and I actually had to be unfriend her. No joke. Cut her off. I literally unfriended her. And the reason why it was because I was like, I'm going to offend you because where you are, you have a, a saved Christian S on your, on your shirt, a super saved shirt. And child, we just love God differently. That's all I'm going to say. And so that I don't (laughs) offend you. And so you don't feel the need to come on one of my statuses that may rub you the wrong way. I'm just going to, I don't know you anyways. I don't want to offend my brother. So let's just end this, this friendship now. And I literally unfriended her because she was like, um, David and Tamala are supposed to be Christians. They're supposed to represent the, um, represent the Lord. And they produce an albums like this. Where is the difference? And all I could say was to me, that's the problem. What we are, what we are saying is that sex is bad. Sex is bad. Don't talk about it. I don't care that you're married. I don't care that you have five children, which clearly means you're having sex. No, that's the Holy Ghost. All of it. Don't talk about it. And when we do that, <laughs> we are literally um, receiving, consuming these negative notions of sex that we are going to take into our subconscious. And then when we get married, they show up. Yeah. They're going to bubble to the top and they're going to show up. And I think if we were more open and more free to number one to talk about sex but even have this space like sex in and of itself is not bad because god says you can have it it's when you take the sex outside of that realm that god ordains that it becomes a sin and to me that's the same thing with this music music isn't bad right it's the lyrics that you put to it that are bad that you know that you would say that's not of god but if they're singing to each other they mission mention god to a, a few different times to be honest and their love songs to each other i don't have a problem I don't either, but we are what you would call progressive Christians. And and that's the thing. Like when you are an artist and you're making music, you know, they know that some people are going to. Oh, flip absolutely. Out, they knew that. Whatever. So, you know, and, and honestly, some people probably weren't going to buy that album anyway. Facts. So you go to people like us who are like, oh, I, I get it. You know, buy your album, buy your tour when it comes to town. I'm, I'm completely here for it. And as am I. As am I. Okay. So we're going to move into our topic, which okay. is talking about sex. And let's talk about sex, baby. baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about oh, all the good times and the bad the times. good things that and the bad things be. that may be. Let's talk about sex. Uh-huh. Let's talk about doo-doo. Okay. Um, so we're going to talk about sex and we're going to talk about the inherent vulnerability that is associated with sex. All right. Okay. So what that means is that there is... In order to have a successful sex ship. <laughs> like a relationship? Yeah, but okay. like in your relationship, There's a, sex, a sex life. Okay. A, a healthy sex life. Got it. That's what I want to say. probably a phrase that's been said before. Um, in order to have a healthy sex life, I believe that there has to be, number one, intimacy, and number two, trust. Yes. There has to be deep levels of intimacy and deep levels of trust. Right. And a lot of times I think when um, couples have bad 
sex lives, Mm -hmm. bad sexual experiences, or or you or your spouse are unhappy, it's generally because there is a lack of trust and a lack of intimacy. Right. And trust meaning not like trust, I believe you're going to go out and cheat on me, trust. Trust meaning I don't believe that you will respect the boundaries that I may have established around our sex life. Exactly. You agree? I do. I um and so this is one idea I thought about like um we said this before but I had sex before uh me and Melissa got married and she had not had any sex so um when we got together we had different um beginning points of right. of our sexual relationship and it wasn't until that point I was like oh that's probably why God wanted people to wait until they mm-hmm. got married and there's also this thing which probably for another topic um how early people were getting married in the bible days yeah you know like uh Yvonne Orgy talks about this mm-hmm. you know like and a lot of people were talking about it now like people are getting married 30 35 it's it's a long time to have to you know not have sex so everybody's not going to marriage without having having Without having had wait, sex. Wait, are you wait? I'm confused. Are you saying or not confused? I just want clarity. Are you stating? Is the belief behind that that you shouldn't be a virgin on your wedding day because we are waiting so much later? No, 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 no. Oh. I just think in the Bible days, people were getting married at 12, 14, 16. Okay. So the time you had to wait to not have sex. This is simply an observation. Just an observation. Okay. Just an observation. So when we got married, I was like, okay, so now I've had you know various partners, various inner you know uh, encounters, and you had not had any. And on top of that, you were purity, purity mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, method and, and, and also conservative by nature. True. So those things all compounded to, you know, me feeling like, hmm, well, where do we go from here? Right. You know what I mean? So I think that uh, was a, an unfortunate beginning to our sexual you know, like, cause we had, you know, abstained for shoot, what, three years, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, actually longer than that. We started dating when we were 16, got married uh, four years, four years, four or five years. Cause we got started dating at 16, got married at 21 and 20. So let's say four and a half just to be safe. So, you know, it'd been, it had been a long time since I had sex and it had been a really long since you had sex since birth. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, what I wanted to do and what you were able to do and comfortable doing was not the same. Right. And that was, um, a difficult transition. It, it Well, I'm sure it was. But the other thing is that in order for us both to be able to grow in a healthy space, yeah. um, whoever is either a more experienced or more just like experimental. Right. Um, has to make sure that you and your spouse are having very open, honest dialogue right. surrounding sex. Because what will happen is if you push too hard or if she says, or he, whoever says, I am not comfortable with X. And then you do go and do X. The next time you guys are being intimate, a guard is going to go up. Yeah. And sometimes you, know, the person who's pushing, they're just the person who's pushing is going for like a lowercase X. Like, I know you say you're not comfortable with capital X. Right. I ain't going to go. I ain't going to go capital. Right. I'm going to go lowercase child. Let me see how you, but I how think you, you have to have that open, that open, that dialogue mm-hmm. and you have to get their buy-in first. Otherwise you're going to feel, um, like you pressured. No, no, no. Like you trespassed. Oh, <laughs> Like literally get, get off my lawn. Yes. Like literally if I have this boundary and I say, I am not comfortable with this and you overstep that boundary, you, you literally are trespassing and that is detrimental to the whole 
of sex life. Absolutely. You know what I, mean? I, I totally agree. And I think what this is the one thing that I also underestimated um, the freedom from condemnation that you have when you're mm-hmm. you know, having a married sex life mm-hmm. is, is a, is, is part of the reasons of pleasure. You know, you're free from, at least in our case, you're free from worrying about disease or uh, uh, get tested. If you're not, if you're having unprotected sex, you're not married. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, unwanted pregnancy. Like if uh-huh. you got pregnant, I wasn't tripping. So there's that um, freedom. But at the same time, the freedom that comes with trust is equally as important, more important, more important, because the other aspect is the trust and the vulnerability. Yeah. And so I have to trust you in order to be open enough, vulnerable enough to allow whatever to take place. You know, absolutely. So go ahead. So So there is a lot of sorry. (laughs) So there is a lot of uh, freedom that comes with. I trust you mm-hmm. and I can be a hundred percent vulnerable with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. So what I wanted to ask you is we, when we first got married, we had um, what I would call a simple or not simple. <laughs> I don't want the negative connotation of basic, but uh, you simple is fine. Simple sex life. Okay. okay. And in the 14 years we've been married, mm-hmm. our sex life has evolved yes. in a lot of healthy ways. Yes. So how would you tell people, how do you get from, maybe I want to do some other stuff, mm-hmm. but I'm not necessarily sure. Or, you know, because I was a pusher. Yes. You know, I was like, you know. I, and I that's not always good because it's too, one of the phases that I'm in right now. Okay. So back up. I have so many thoughts. You're, you're, Let you're, me organize you're, you're, my thoughts. Okay. So the first thing is that um, sex does have phases. That's the first thing I want yes. to say. Okay. So when you are newly married, or um, just beginning a relationship that your sex life then is going to be much different than after you have kids, mm-hmm. after a traumatic experience. Yes. Um, or after, after you a lot start of time. work. We got married initially out of school. Mm-hmm. And so that that stress level is so much lower than right. suddenly working a 40 hour work week, right. um, taking on the stresses of like adult life versus being a college right. student. Right. Um, all of those things are going to impact your sex life. Right. The other part is that as I grow, I learn myself more. Right. And the more experimental sex partner has to allow the more conservative sex uh, partner the time and space to mature and grow. So that way they can learn themselves. Because I was listening to this podcast just recently and they were saying that the, I'm going to read it because I wrote it down. The best sex comes from knowing yourself and then revealing yourself. Yes. And you meaning spouse can't you can help with that but that is something that i have to own right is understanding what makes my body tick what makes my body what does my what do i like what don't i like and that's the unfortunate thing that i think we miss a lot of times with like purity culture is that we go into we ban sex we have all of these negative connotations with it and then we go into marriage thinking i do let's all do this but I don't even know my own body. Right. I literally don't know my own body. Now on that thought, I think one of those reasons is when you are purity, purity and the church is not talking about sex and maybe your parents are not talking about sex. There's just like, I silence. I just, ah, I don't. So like, okay, so early, sorry, early in our marriage, I'd be like, okay, so what do you like? 
And you'd be like, literally, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I like yes. or not liking until maybe it happens. You're like, oh, I mean, this is just like a lot to even ask for because you like in order to remain pure. You're not having those. Com- you, I all. mean, you specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not having those conversations. You're not having that exploration or anything like that. At all. So you are starting from literally like ground zero. Absolutely. You know, and now and then you dealing with a person like me who is, let's just say, not starting at ground zero <laughs> and ain't trying to start at ground well, zero. Well, but it's not even just, it's just the idea of being like more experimental. And that's that's honestly what I'm hoping this new book that I'm reading will talk about is that balance of, yes, hold on to purity, but also understand that there is a healthy relationship that you can have with sex right? and therefore have with your spouse. Right. So I don't know if you answered my question. How do you get from oh, there to there? That's what I'm saying is that you have to learn. Oh, so I got you. Okay. Um, <laughs> number one, learn yourself. Yeah. Learn yourself. Now, what but do you how mean do you by do? That? Oh, how you do that? First step: if you have these negative connotations, I recommend educating yourself differently. Right. You literally have to like unpack. All of because honestly, when we first got married, I didn't even realize I was brainwashed. I didn't even realize I was holding on to these notions of purity culture and all of these things. And they were impacting me. I didn't realize any of it until we're trying to have sex. We're trying to you're trying to we're trying to be intimate. And I'm like, hold on. Right. Because this isn't what I expected. You would you even say you were looking forward to sex? I was. You were. Yes. I would say that more of like the um, just the experience and like the curiosity of it because mm-hmm. it was all new to I didn't watch no movie. I didn't know none of these things. <laughs> I didn't know none of these things. <laughs> so I'm like, so how is this going to work? Like, what's going to happen? I'm excited and curious about this whole this world that I've never experienced. Mm-hmm. And then you get there and you realize how unprepared you are so you were like whoa 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 got a little too much dip on your chip there player too much dip on the chip (laughs) and i am not and so it's more than just like we can have this simple sex but you want to do what and this also should happen and wait a minute this should happen every day my mind isn't ready for this right when you should think of it more like you know as a kid you want candy and you can eat it every single day. It's the best thing on planet Earth. Right. And it's like, oh, I finally got married. I can get this piece of candy. It is so great. And instead, you're kind of like, I mean, I don't even really. <laughs> it's not good for your teeth. You uh, right. The sugar alone is a problem. Exactly. I mean, you're asking for a lot. And so you're thinking of like all of these negative <laughs> things when it's like, no, you can have this. It's okay. And you're just like, yeah, but no. <laughs> and that's not, that's like that unhealthy relationship with, right, with right. sex. So Getting to know yourself, unpacking um, and getting to know yourself in the sense of like recognizing or trying to recognize or point out, identify is the word I'm looking for, Um, trying to identify the negative, um, the negative um, associations Mm -hmm. that you've consumed about sex, recognizing what those are, unpacking them and then teaching yourself something different right and that is usually through either books or like therapy or experimentation or experimentation with your partner so i'm actually gonna not agree with that okay because experimentation is just the act 
Ah, you're talking about that mental You first. have to change your mind. Yeah. You literally have to change your mindset about it. I definitely think that a hindrance for us early in our relationship was you trying to um, get me to like experiment or do different things that I wasn't comfortable with thinking that through experimentation, I would get comfortable with it. Right. When reality is you have to start with your mind first before you can like display like the outward display is a reflection of what's going on in your mind yeah that's bible you gotta have a renewed mind you do have to have a renewed renewed mind and this is definitely one of those things that will take renewing like undoing that old mindset that sex is bad sex is you know nasty and or whatever um and turning over this new leaf that says that is completely different and establishing a new healthier relationship with sex and therefore having a better sex life with your spouse. And I think even if you had sex prior or you've been divorced or whatever, there are some things that uh, you're going to have to have a conversation about because you're going to have to say, you know, um, I like this. I don't like this. This is too much. Mm -hmm. This is not enough. I'm comfortable with this tonight, that tonight, what you want from me. I'm not really able to do that or that makes me uncomfortable or I really want to try this new thing or whatever that case is. I think a lot of times, you know, in or out of the church, I think a lot of times you just have a hard time having conversations about sex. Like it's an awkward thing to talk about. You Absolutely. Think we just assume, okay, we're married now. So our sex life should be, um, it should work. And I don't think that it's as easy as that. Absolutely not. I would actually say that sex is probably one of the hardest conversations for a couple to have. Yeah. And a lot of times you want to, your tendency is to want to have that conversation when you're about to have sex or like about like there's some things you need to have during right. sex. Like let's try this or that's not working or whatever, but like comfortability things mm-hmm. that needs to happen prior right. to the act. Cause otherwise, you know, you know, you may do something that person's not comfortable with and then they don't say anything. And then you think, well, that's okay. I guess they didn't yeah. say anything. And that's never good. That's a violation of trust. And um, if they, or they feel like if I say something, it's going to ruin the mood or they do say something in the rude mood is ruined. Yeah. So the best <laughs> way of action you would, I would assume is to have that conversation after or be, well, before is easier. Yeah. It doesn't, whether it's before or after you should just be having those conversations. Yeah, absolutely. That, that much is, is true. Typically speaking, the woman is the lower desire partner. Although mm-hmm. I just heard a podcast the other day and they said that 40% of men are lower desire, which is a lot higher than I yeah. would have imagined. Yeah. Um, like a lot higher than I would have imagined, but so still the statistics say that which generally women, right, right. And the hardest thing for the lower desire spouse is that they often feel like something is wrong with them. And that brings on a lot of like shame, shame, self doubt, uh, embarrassment. Yeah. Like, and you then just... it probably leads to the person thinking like there's something wrong with them. Like I know when you, you know, had or have, have had lower desire and you just like not into it or whatever, I would be like, man, is she attracted to me? Like, what am I doing yes. wrong? Because, you know, when you're trying to be in a committed relationship, I've said this to you, like all I can do is have sex with you. Right. It's not like if this ain't working, like, okay, let me just go have my sex with my other mm-hmm. person and then come back and we'll just be friends and be married. You know what I mean? So, you know, when you are in a committed relationship, you're trying to make it work with, each other right and that's what makes it difficult because you feeling guilty because you feel like you have lower libido or you don't just want to do this or whatever and i'm feeling guilty because i can't you know 
um, make you happy in that way or I can't coax you into doing some things mm-hmm. that right. I want you to do. And especially if you've had a previous partner, you're, you you could be thinking about, oh, man, when I was with oh boy, right. oh girl, they used to do That's that thing that I like. Yeah. And I'm not getting that thing that I like. Mm-hmm. And maybe I missed that old thing. Yeah. Maybe I want to go and find it again. Mm-hmm. And then, you you know, you're going down a dangerous path when you're trying to fix a sex problem in your relationship outside of your relationship right you know because it's not like you know going to mcdonald's for the burger and chick-fil-a for the fries ain't nobody tripping about that right you know if you got the time you're going to somebody else's body for for the fries hey man stick with the analogy <laughs> you got a problem absolutely you do have a problem and one Don't thing we that. didn't talk about that much hold is... on i wasn't finished with this thought oh okay um and that is that um so we the lord desire partner normally has this sense of shame and like something's wrong with them and in order to move forward healthily a podcast i was listening to actually said the starting point should be that the lord desires um uh lord desire is valid yes and because it is valid, it is on them, which actually, oddly enough, kind of ties into what I was saying earlier, is that um, they have to do the work to figure out what are those reasons. Right. And if those reasons are trust, a lack of trust or vulnerability between you and your spouse, then you can have that dialogue, share what's going on with you, and then you can move together towards resolution. Right. If that issue actually has to do with your upbringing, then do the work, go to sex therapy, read books, whatever you have to do to unpack that um, those negative connotations. Mm-hmm. So that way, again, you can reach a resolution and move together with your spouse in a healthy way, but it is up to you to do that work, to figure that out. So that's not to say that what you are feeling, that's not to invalidate your feelings. Right. It's actually to say that what you are feeling is valid. Right. There is a reason you don't want Um, or you have a lower desire to have sex with your partner. That is a valid reason. There is something there. Now do the work to identify it. So you're saying it all falls on the lower desire person? I'm saying that it should start. Oh, okay. I'm saying that it should. Yes. I'm saying that it should start with them because how are you going to figure it out? Right. And what happens is, you know, you... in our sex life, it has led to some frustration on my part because I'm like, man, God, dog, like... I don't know what to do. Right. And, and you know, if I don't, the work you're talking about a lot of times is solo work. So and that's like, what I'm That's why it has to start with the Lord. Yeah. Desire. So if I don't see you doing that, I'm just like, man, she just like, I know I remember having this thought like, man, is it always going to be like this? Mm-hmm. Like, cause we got married super young. Yes. 21 and 20. And I'm just like, man, this is, a, if this is going to be like that, it's going to be a long, well, and that goes back to long marriage. There are phases. Yes. And thank the Lord. Yes. But this is the other thing is that recognizing that there are phases and even if it's good now, it doesn't mean that it will always be. Yeah. What if your leg falls off? It's going to be like, dang, bro. Or what if you just get old because father time is undefeated and your your hormones change (laughs) and kids grow up and work stresses change or your like, body changes or your and body you don't find change. yourself sexy and there anymore. are all of these factors that are going to play a role and again those things will impact your desire and you, it's up to you lower desire because at the end of the day the lower desire controls the sex yes 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 and so you don't want need either one of you neither one of you 
want to neither, be neither neither either <laughs> want to be in a position where you are uncomfortable right so oh, i don't want ones in the bedroom is not gonna but i you. even mean in a sense like i am uncomfortable um because i am accommodating your sex needs when my needs aren't met mm-hmm. or you're uncomfortable because I'm not meeting your sex needs because I don't want to for whatever reason, right. whatever, it's again, gonna, those it's reasons are valid. going to lead to an unfulfilled sex life. And then like, even when you're having sex, you're just like, oh, right. This ain't even like, and that's unfair to both of you. Yeah. And it's trash sex and it's trash sex. And don't nobody want that. Even the garbage man is like, Oh man, that was trash. The trash man. And I deal with that you know, trash on a daily basis. And that, that was trash. I think, you know, the, the funny thing about this is hold like, on one last thing, because I want to just say this one last part before we, cause I feel like you're going to segue is I was going to segue. I know is that, um, the podcast I was listening to when they were talking about the work mm-hmm. again, cause it does tie into this. Right. Um, is that the higher desire also has work to do as well. Yes. And what is that work? And that so I can work know and tell them. Okay. So the higher desire work is recognizing that the work that the lower desire has to do has nothing to do with their desirability. And it, I was reminded of that when you said that. That yes. I would feel like, am I desired? Do you want me? Like, is it always going to be and like let me, that? Let me tell you why even more for me. I don't have no muscles. So it's not like I can look in the, in the mirror and be like, bro, I know I'm physically fit. You know what I mean? So, and that plays in your head. Like, I, I, hair, I used to have hair. I didn't have great hair, but I had a hairline. I didn't plan on being bald. <laughs> so now I'm like, is it the stomach? Is it the hair? That is so ugly. I was, all I have is my smile and you can't see it in the dark. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? So that starts to play in your, and when you're in your head in that way during sex, you, sex is so mental and it is and that's it's another thing i wanted heady. to say about uh, i don't know if this really plays into vulnerability but something i underestimated is especially early in our marriage you know a working wife with two kids and a commute and um especially at that time and at most times i'm not really helpful when it comes to household chores mm-hmm. and duties and i'm just like oh boy at 10 o'clock i still know what time it is and you have you know, all this stuff in your right. mind, like it's tough to now, especially the way women's minds work or they're like, you know, you know, all over the place, all, we, like thinking. And what I mean by that, there are a lot of windows open, like sure. not illogically, but there's a lot of thoughts happening. A lot of windows open was a good analogy. A lot of windows open. I'm not doing no help to close those windows. And you're trying to have sex just like a computer. Right. You got all those windows open, that thing running slow. And or, you want to help it run at optimal speed. Exactly. You got to clean them, close some of them windows down. Exactly. Refurbish that hard drive, clear it up so that thing can and work And I was right. going to say the other thing that happens is it burns out. <sighs> Come on in here. You and hear that, that fan whirring? Yes, exactly. Yeah, like, and that's a lot <laughs> of times what happens for women is that we're just at a point at the end of the night where we are burned out. Yeah. And so... Again, and it just all ties back to there are phases to sex. There's this um, aspect of there's work involved. Like that's the other part is that there's work involved. You're not, no, every relationship, someone is going to have a lower sex drive. Absolutely. And whether that's a man or a woman is relationship specific. But here's the thing I want to say too. It's on the same topic. Okay. During the times where we are not, in a momentum cycle mm-hmm. and we are not vibing for mm-hmm. whatever reason before we've had a serious conversation about it and have had a, the sex is not fire right then. Right. It's like you, 
maybe you agree, but you're re- reluctant. That is due to a lack of intimacy. Yes. And I'm just like, bruh, what do I have to do? I be making sense. Like, I be just not being going to school and stuff. Like, I don't have no degrees, but like, God be giving me information. <laughs> <laughs> but when we cross the other side, the sex is always better on the other side of that you know, issue. And, and a lot of times those issues have nothing to do with like sex. No, like most recently it was the, uh, Kev is not vulnerable enough. And it's like, it's, and the thing is sex is such a physically close thing. Yes. And you're having a physically close act that is disconnected, that is disconnected mentally and emotionally. It's like a Lego piece. That is intimacy. That's intimacy. It's like a Lego piece with three slots. And you trying to connect this two with these, you know, and you just connecting there. It's this, not the same. This analogy strength. is too much. I don't. Okay, I don't so follow Legos Lego. that much. Okay, you know the Lego with six blocks. The Legos with six blocks. With six things. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, you have three things you can press in. Look at this. Look at this. You see this? Mm-hmm. Okay. This fit. Okay. okay, is very strong. This fit is not as strong. Got it. So you're just trying to have sex that's connected like this. And here's your intimacy. Here's your other stuff. Okay, I got it. But what Lego looks like then? The Legos. You didn't play with Legos? Apparently not. Lego. Pull up a Lego on your phone. (laughs) See that. Because, okay, so you're trying to connect Legos like and build a spaceship. You're putting a little piece between the two. You built spaceships with your Legos? Okay. Melissa had a nanny, so she didn't have to go to latchkey care like I did. All I'm saying is when I... I want you to get played with my Legos. It was very like, let me build a house. You had rich Legos. Let me show you. Uh, apparently you had rich Legos. If you were building spaceships. Okay. Let me, let me just show you a Lego so you can see. Okay. You see the Lego, right? Mm-hmm. You see the four slots. Yep. If you press those four and they're all evenly aligned, it's a stronger connection. Oh, I get what you're saying. You're, this is not that. Well, I don't have Lego hands. But you should have did it like this. I did that at first and you weren't getting it. Child. Oh boy. It'd be your own You mess should work on your, like I used the jar and that was so jar was good, but much But you also better. had a jar to actually hold. If I had Legos in my hands, I would you show you. You should have thought of your But our kids only earlier. play with their phones in video games. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go back. Uh, I don't know where it so was. So I think what you're saying is that oh. there is sex, intimacy, vulnerability. Like there's all these components. Yes. And you can have sex without these other components and that relationship will not be. The or that will... that connection won't be as strong. Your Wi-Fi connection is down. Yes. Maybe that's a great analogy. Sex when everything is connected is when the Wi-Fi ain't even Wi-Fi. It's when you're hardwired into yes. the modem. Yes. It's like this is going to work. We got a desktop in there. It don't never go out. It don't never go the out. The stream's perfect. Wi-Fi, the further you... Boom. There's your analogy. Come on, tell Sex me. Sex is like your Wi-Fi, okay? The connection is the modem. Okay. Okay? The closer I am to the modem, the, the, the more I feel connected. Yes. Further away I get, the less the strength is, the harder it is. So if we're disconnected emotionally, it's like being very far away from the modem. I got you. That your was a much better analogy. So the internet's not working. But if you stand right next to the, the router... You feel really connected. Absolutely. And I think that's the same thing. And it it, it, it really is more fulfilling. The on, sex. On both sides. On both sides. You're able to do new tricks, things, and the conclusion of the matter <laughs> feels so much conclusionatory. Feels I feel better. 
so much better oh my gosh. since I laid my burdens down. So you know what I mean? Like, yes. and that's the thing. Like, I think the phases thing is really important. We don't have to dwell on it, but the longer you are married, the more phases you are going to have in life. Oh, absolutely. Children, jobs, moving, work, thought processes, all of that's going to affect your marriage in all the different ways, including sex, you know? So, you know, and some of it, a lot of it, those things are not even related to sex at all. No. But they're going to affect sex because it's all connected. This is how I like my mic to be, by the way. That's why I'd be saying women's minds are all over the place. <laughs> you stop that to say that. I know. Right I'm then. sorry, but I wanted to tell you because you had it this way and I was trying to make it work. But because I'm turned this way. Yes. This so is set your way. own mic up. You independent black woman. I tried and you moved I it. tried. Sometimes I fail. And I really like. Okay. Right, edit that out. The mic thing? Yes. Okay. Um, okay. So to wrap up, what have we talked about? We talked about a few things. Thing number one is that um, there is an inherent vulnerability that is associated with sex. sex. Yep. And without that vulner and vul- uh, and a component of vulnerability is trust, right. which we didn't say, but that's actually accurate yes yes um and so without that trust between you and your spouse that means i don't have that vulnerability which will impact your sex life right um if you are the lower desire spouse what you are feeling um in terms of that low desire those reasons that you have the low desire are valid right but do the work to identify those reasons yes so that way you can move forward in a healthy a healthy relationship like just in relation to sex but also then with your spouse right like do the work to change your mindset or whatever it is right change your mindset so that way you can um be more open with sex and therefore more open with sex with your with your partner yes and that there are phases to life and thus there are phases to sex yes so and that's just not foreplay heavy play petting conclusion yeah no it's just other stuff. That is that heavy sometimes is a hilarious you will... phrase, by the way. This, heavy is, this is some heavy petting. <laughs> you know, usually I go with the light petting. This is heavy. Petting. This is heavy. Make sure you're like panting as well. <laughs> uh, but I just want to say that, you know, even if you're going through a lull in your sex life now, it doesn't necessarily mean that it will always be like that. Yeah. And inversely if you're having a really high time right now in your sex life doesn't mean that it will always be like that high because time in the lord there are phases to life yeah and, and i think that's a thing that we you know forget we just like man this there's some months that are great weeks that are great vacation sexes that are great vacation sexes that are not that great and vacation sex is different than home sex because of the number one you're able to connect better mm-hmm. the stresses of life are gone yep um, you're able to download and typically whoever takes on most of the um, household chores no longer has that responsibility because hello room keeping room service. So what if I just get a housekeeper for us housekeeper. every day, every day though at our house and a chef, oh. I'm willing to invest a lot to take. <laughs> so I, first of all, I don't want to do it, but I'll make the money. So someone, yeah, but the other done. part is that it is important for me that I do it. And it's also important to me that sometimes you do it as well. <sighs> See, that's dumb though. <laughs> it's important to you that you physically clean the house. Yes. That is actually important to me. How does that even make sense? Because love. What? Love should brought you home last night. Do you think LeBron James and his wife ever clean their house anymore? They probably don't, but that ain't me. 
And I ain't got LeBron James money sure to put don't. that aside. We ain't aside. even got LeBron James' oldest son money. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> got Bronny or Bryce. The dog oh, is that probably his son's got a... name, LeBron Jr. and Bryce. Yeah. That's First cute. of all, this is totally unrelated. His son, his son didn't want to LeBron Jr. didn't want to wear his father's number on his basketball team because he didn't want to be associated with his dad. The boy's name is LeBron James. I was about to say, and Jr. then. Boy, stop. Your dad, you have your you son. You literally your have name to change LeBron. your whole name. And there's not like, it's not like LeBron is like a common name. No, it's not Mike. Are you Mike Davis? And yeah, son? no. And LeBron, be at the game. baby, you could wear number a thousand. <laughs> you are LeBron <laughs> James. Still stop. Going to That's know. That's cute, though. I mean, I get it. Create your own legacy, LeBron James Jr. <laughs> <laughs> that you need to, he needs to go in the brick lane business. He does. He's and not a, basketball brick lane. I mean, no, physically no, be a mason. No, he, yes, precisely. Put concrete. <laughs> put and slather it. You need to be slathering. If you are in basketball, <laughs> you will forever be compared and identified as LeBron James's son. Absolutely. Which isn't a bad thing. Yeah, it is. Hello? If you're not going to be as good as LeBron. Oh, yeah, it is. It's going to be tough. And I mean. LeBron being and a top freak three, of nature. It's going to be tough. Yeah, he's a freak of nature. God bless him. All right. In closing. In closing, we want to say thank you so much for um, listening to this podcast today. Make Sunglasses sure. Sunglasses are back on because my future is bright. I hate them. Uh, make sure that you follow <laughs> us on social media. I can be found at Miss Kev on Stage on all social media platforms. I can be found at Kev on Stage at everything. And. We'll be back next week, Thursday. And also, don't forget to rate the podcast five star. Tell a friend if you want to support us monetarily, physically, with your money dollars. Buy Melissa's book, Journey to Self Love. Buy a t shirt. Buy a ticket to our show. Um, that's you should be put live. the. Oh, do you put your the website in the show notes? But I can do. Yeah. Kevonstage.com. And if nothing else, be a friend, tell a friend. God bless you. God keep you. We'll see you at the Love Hour Conference 2020. All right. Atlanta, Georgia.